The Bright Wall Podcast presents Lazarus, Episode 5. The Bright Wall Podcast is brought to you by people like you. If you would like to help our production, go to patreon.com slash empty square. Brightwall Library, a place that I had come to loathe, but also feel at least slightly like a home away from home. I came back to consciousness once again. This time the air was cold and the room was dark. The lights were off and the windows were wide open. That was odd. I had come to Brightwall in the middle of summer. I slowly got to my feet, the librarian nowhere to be found. Looking around, I found the building to be completely empty. No desks, no books, false or otherwise. No patrons, no Starbucks, nothing. I shook the cobwebs out of my head and looked outside. It was snowing. Large, fat flakes slowly fell from the sky. No wonder it was so cold. Still doesn't change the fact that I left in July, though. I called out, but nobody answered. I went to the door and out onto the street. I inhaled and immediately started coughing, gagging on the air around me. This wasn't snow. It was ash. The sun had been blotted out with a fine layer of soot and dust kicked up into the air. A small glowing outline of its position could be seen, but just that and nothing more. Eerily beautiful, isn't it? What happened? Hard to say. You're telling me you don't know? No. I'm telling you, it is literally hard to say. The Norse called it Fimbulwinter, a three-year ice storm that foretold the coming of Ragnarok. Some call it an apocalypticism. Some call it Armageddon, which was also the name of a wrestling pay-per-view in the year 2000. I didn't pick you for a wrestling fan. How do you think they keep getting second chances? Ah. You're taking these revelations rather well. I've been through a lot in the last hour or so. True. How did this happen? We barely did anything in that last trip. Outwardly? No, we didn't. But you made the realization of who you really are. You decided to forego your pursuit of love and happiness and go full on into science. Long story short, we end up here. I started the apocalypse. It had to be someone. Jesus, that's dark. Sivis Pacum, Parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. There's a surprising amount of Latin in science. Well, you've got one more trip back and forth. What's the plan this time? I don't know that there is one. Going to wing it again. In fact, our darling in the first round. Can I ask you a question? Shoot. You think there's any way I can actually pull this off? Probably not. No. Alright. Let's do it again. You didn't hear me say no a second ago. No, I heard you, but... What if you're wrong? I've never been before... 
that I suppose anything can happen, can't it? Hey, when we leave, what happens to this place? This place, specifically? It'll be swallowed up by the cataclysm and forgotten about. That sucks. Yes. But it's the truth. Honestly, many of these universes don't make it. What happens to them? Most of the time. Sheer bad luck. Well then, let's get rid of another one, I guess. Hey, now that we're on the last one and I'm stuck with whatever universe I end up with, I gotta ask. The gun thing, what's what's all that about? I thought the metaphor was apt. I spent a lot of time thinking about how to gussy this stuff up as morbid as possible, huh? <laughs> ah, shoot yourself before I do it for you. Wake up. Bedroom. Alone in bed. Doors wide open this time. That was new. I leapt up out of bed to see that my wife is ducking into her car one final time. I race down the stairs to try to catch her before pulling out of the driveway, but I don't. So far, so normal. I run to my neighbor's driveway and start to open their car door, which miraculously opens. I pull down the visor and the keys fall out onto my lap. The keys turn over in the ignition. The gas tank is even full. They must have gotten a new car at some point, because I don't remember them ever having a red car. I pull out of the driveway and start to take the route that I always took, but this time I remembered something. Something I haven't thought of in years. If I took a different route, I could cut off the normal route she takes, and I could get to her quicker, making up the time I lost from earlier in the morning. So I drove, pedaled to the metal. I'd worry about the consequences later. Everything was finally locking itself into place. I sped into the next lane beside me. I got honked at by a couple people and shot dirty looks from the sidewalk, but it's okay. They would be swallowed up by the cataclysm someday. None of this will ever matter. I'll have proven everything I need to, and my wife will be back. This whole ridiculous circus will be put to rest, and I will never have to think about it again. You know reckless driving like this is a crime. I'll deal with it later. You wouldn't want to hit anyone. I won't if you stop distracting me. If you can't hold a conversation and drive at the same time, you probably shouldn't be driving at all. Have you shown up for a reason, or just to critique my ability to drive? Can't it be both? Go to hell. Funny you should say that. I ignored him. Well, tried to ignore him anyway. He had a kind of charisma that was impossible to look away from for too long. What are you doing in this one anyway? You had your fun in the last episode, throwing me out a window and then mentally breaking me down from the inside out. Now that's not fair. You threw yourself out the window. Missing the point. I'm not missing the point. I'm ignoring the point. Why? To distract you. From what? This. I didn't see it coming. I couldn't have. In a heartbeat, our car collided with something else. I could hear the twisting of metal, the crunching of glass and bone. The loudest sound I have ever heard. My chest pushed up against the seatbelt as hard as it could, but I remained in the seat as the car began to flip end over end, landing us on our roof. I never lost consciousness. I imagine by design. I could smell the gasoline beginning to leak out of the tank, the telltale smell of smoke leading to fire. 
tried to extract myself out of the twisted hunk of red metal and plastic that had once been my neighbor's car. I heard another car speed off away from the accident through the broken window. I army crawled my way through the window, tearing flesh and clothes on the broken glass on the way out. Eyes bleary with sweat and blood, I looked over the scene of the accident. A group of people formed, not so much trying to help, but trying to get the best angle of what's going on. I looked out to see if I could see the other person in the car I hit. I had no time to feel guilty, really. I just had hoped that they were okay. I hadn't put all the pieces of the puzzle together yet, even though it was looking at me directly in the face. It was slow, but the truth came to me. Like motor oil down my throat, I couldn't speak. Five years I raged against the constant sea, the speed of light, the diagrams and haunted sleep, frozen sheets in our bed. My broken bride, you would never breathe again. And all of it, every little thing was my fault. I was the one who hit you. I stole you away from me. The world faded to black once more. I didn't use the gun that time. You didn't have to. The choice was made for you. You knew the entire time, didn't you? Yes. Why? Well, you tell me. Why you think this happened to you? Obsession? Go on. I would have done anything. To have discovered the next big scientific method or something like that. I wanted to be talked about in the same breath as Tesla. I would have done anything. You made the discovery. Everything you ever wanted. Right here at your feet. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The good news is you have plenty of time to ruminate over your newfound realization. What do you mean? The contract you signed. I offered my help, and if you failed your next two attempts, I get to decide what happens to you. Oh, well, well, wait, but that's, that's not... Oh, it is. It very much is. You, you already taught me a lesson. My wife is dead. It's my fault. What more could you possibly want from me? It's not about what I want. It's about what I am owed. What do you mean? The world doesn't revolve around you, son. I'd hoped you would have figured this all out by now. Your story is done. Over. Congratulations, but your time as the main character is now finished. But your story... Well, your story can be very useful to many people. I, I, I don't, I don't know what you want. Tell it again. What? Your story. It's a sad song, an old tale, a tragedy. I'd like you to tell it again. But why? For the people listening at home. There are people listening? I hope, or else we've done all this for nothing. I can't tell it again. 
You always say that. What do you mean always? You go through the same song and dance every repetition. I'd have thought maybe this time would have been different. But all I have to do is wipe your mind and away we go. How many times have I told this story? Oh, dozens. Hundreds. Thousands, really. How long have I been here? It's better not to ask. But the listeners to the show love you so far. What show? Oh. Of course. There are my manners. You are listening to the Brightfall Podcast. This now concludes our broadcast day.